Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, The Messenger. Once again, it's on. The saga continue. Kwame Brown going at it again. Part dirt, part two. Now, a lot of those things, um, like I said, we don't know all the stories as far as all the ins and outs. And this is why we, as black men, we have to be very careful how we critique one another in the media. The media, number one, is propaganda. First and foremost, propaganda. If you don't understand get that, I don't know what to tell you. Now, Kwame Brown have come out swinging. He have every right to defend himself. Like, it's been over 20 years. And this, a lot of those um, sportcasters, they make their career out of, out, you know, making a joke out of this guy. Now, the and I said it in the last episode, to call a guy a bust that come from government cheese, living on, you know, in a trap house and get drafted number one pick. If you call that a bust, I don't know what you, that's not a freaking bust. Granted, you know, injuries happen to players. Play, you got you got there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that factor in about how a player career can, when you have a young player that's coming out of college, especially out of high school, you have to nurture their talent. You got to really nurture them. You don't degrade them and talk down to them. Michael Jordan is a tough guy to work with. He's very ambitious. He's very, um, he's very driven. So you put a guy, a young guy, a young lion under his belt. Now, I don't know the, all the ins and outs. Everything I say is all alleged because I don't want to get sued. But what I'm saying is that this Kwame Brown brother, he's from the South. You know that Southern guys, they don't fuck around. They might be laid back, but they ain't nothing to fuck around with because I've lived with them. I've been around them. So they might be Southern, but they ain't, they ain't like fucking pushovers. So that being said, this man, he's standing in the square. Like I said, once I tell you guys all the time. I hardly do celebrity gossip because that's for the females. I don't really talk about celebrities. And then we as black people, we need to stop worshiping those celebrities. It is detrimental to our spiritual and mental health and to our children. Because you should be your, your, the first role model for any child is their parents, not a celebrity. This is why we have to go back to that same principle. It's not a celebrity that should be, um, you can be inspired by somebody, but your role model has got to come from your parents. Granted, there are exceptions to the rules that some of us who come from bad parents and some of us who come out from good household and made it, you know, uh, made it all right. But this guy here, because Stephen A. Smith, I never liked him anyway, but like I say, it's nothing personal. It's the way he degraded a lot of blackmail on TV. Now, it's one thing critiquing somebody, then you get personal. Now, we know that this man was in NBA for, he played 12 years. So that means he's not a scrub by the definition of the scrub. If anybody played for 12 years, and you have to understand that those coaches too, they, they pick on those guys. They really break him down mentally. He was under tremendous pressure under Michael Jordan, playing with Michael Jordan. Remember, Michael Jordan, he came out of retirement the third time this time when he played with the Wizards. You know, back in the early 2000s. So that was his third time coming out of retirement. So that being said, or his second time rather. But what I'm saying is that this guy was under a lot of pressure. He overcome a lot of stuff. And he's what he said. He said, listen, you guys are 
you know, falter all your energy on the negative aspect of the black men. Why don't you foster all your energy on building the community and investing in the community? This is what I get. He dropped a lot of jewels. He's very, if you listen to the guy, yeah, you can say he's going off a rant. I won't call it a rant. I'm just, he's stating his truth. Everybody have their truth. I have my truth. You have your truth. He's stating his truth because for all those years, he never commented. He never clacked back at nobody. So the man, he was a young man. Now he's a mature grown. He's 39 years old, so he's mature now. So he have seen, he have a life of experience now. So he see things from behind the scene, and plus he sees it in the public. So he can decipher what, what is bullshit, what is real, just like, so can I. So what I'm saying is that a lot of you guys say, oh, he shouldn't get personal with those guys. I get it. That's your premise. That's your stance. I get it. But what I'm saying is that when somebody attack your character, in public, in a public forum, that's really bad because you got to go out there. Your kids got to see all this stuff. It's really bad. This man have children. These children have to see them, this dumb shit on the internet. His children have to see this thing on TV. So you have to factor that this guy have children. He's not by himself anymore. He have a children now. He's a family man. You have to fact. This is why we don't, it's not conducive for us. It doesn't benefit us a dime. I know it was Tupac that really, uh, uh, really make that thug life famous. He got the thug life in his belly, the tattoo. You see the thug life. He was the one that was really pushing that stuff, even though he didn't really partake as much, but he was pushing that stuff to the public and then we become like a generation of thugs. But what I'm saying is he was pushing that stuff in the 90s. But what I'm saying to you guys is bad when we critique one another, especially when we, is you know, there's con constructive criticism, there's bad criticism. When you talk about somebody' life not knowing the ins and out, you know what they went through as a child, the psychology, the breakdown, the letdown from their parents, from you know from their school. Now, granted, we all have a choice in life. We all have a choice that we made in life. We all have it, good or bad choices. But this guy, he went to the NBA. He could never be a bust. You know, there's a millions. I said, like I said in the last part, there's millions of us who play basketball. Professionally, you know, regular, you you know, there's a lot of good players out there that can play in the NBA, but they didn't get the opportunity. This man was drafted number one out of high school. Kobe Bryant was not drafted at number one. Michael Jordan wasn't drafted number one out of high school. Granted, he was drafted number two out of college. So he he, he had to break records. He had to make history by himself. So he played with the best. He played with Kobe. He played under Michael Jordan. Now Michael Jordan too. He's a tough guy to work with, to play with. And I call this is it. I don't know him like that personally, but this is what people that work with him is a tough guy to work with. Now, granted, you know, this is what Kwame said. I was working with this guy every day of the week. So he drafted me number one. If you don't want me, send me somewhere else. Don't, you know, don't just pound down on the guy, you know, discredit the guy, you know, talk nonsense to the guy. You break person, you break the person's character like that. So what I'm saying is you break the person's energy because you keep always speaking on that person as a young as a young man. You're a grown, fully grown man. And here you are talk, talking back, talking down to the man, constantly breaking the, 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 the man's spirit down. Kwame said, listen, man, we have a lot in our plate. We got stuff that's more important out here. You pandering to those white folks, they don't like you. Yes, they're going to pay you millions of dollars to talk bad about your community. 
But in the flip side, would you let you they, would you let you talk about the community? No, they won't let that happen. So what I'm saying is that it's time for us to come together as black men and support one another. And Kwame said it's like you spent all this energy just degrading these young kids. When you can't use that energy, we have millions of dollars in the bank account. We can go open a you know a youth center, you know, that can feed the children, put you know clothes in the back, have a food drive, have a shoe drive every month. That give out free food, uh, free shoes for those kids. The guy told you I used to play basketball for shoes. He's not the only one that said that. There's many NBA players I've heard throughout the years. I've said I play basketball for food, for for shoes. This is real stuff. So this is what I'm saying. And then he didn't blow his money. You gotta give him guy a lot of credit. He didn't waste his money on nonsense. He invested his money because one of his teammates had to advise him. Say, listen. I'm not going to spend my own liability of buying cars, buying jewelry. I, I'll invest all my money in stocks and bonds. And I think he took that criticism, he took that construction criticism and he applied. He said, listen, I'm going to use my, I'm going to invest my money the right way. He's buying property. He's buying land. I think he have a farm. He, I think he live in Brunswick, um, Brunswick, Georgia. He's from South Carolina. But like I said, he's going against Charlemagne. Charlemagne, too, is another guy. I, I do not like him because he always tried to degrade black men, too. Um, DJ Envy is another one I don't like. It's not that I hate them because of their status or I'm jealous of how much money they make or I'm jealous of the car they're driving. Only a weak-minded person can be jealous of people's uh, stuff, okay? Only a, a, weak-minded, a weak-minded person can do that. I'm not weak-minded by a long shot. When you listen to Kwame Brown, he have a lot of wisdom. He dropped a lot of wisdom. He said, look, it, you guys are degrading black men all the time. I, you know, why don't you use that energy to build them up? Here you are, Stephen A. Smith. That freaking oxymoron, he goes on TV, degrade black men every day. You have white men out here who's doing worse. You're not degrading them. You're not... I, I don't understand if you use the same energy towards those white men that, that fuck up. You don't go at them like that. Because you know what? Because you get fired. If you critique them like that, you get fired. You'll be fired. But you cannot critique. You gotta, it's both ends of the spectrum. If you're going to critique black men, you got to critique white men too. The same way you go off on them, you got to go off on them too when they fuck up. You know, these players, they went, they went through a lot of stress as young children. Some of them, they came from broken home, and some of them didn't come from broken home. A lot of those players came from broken home, single-parent home. All those NBA stars, I'll say 80% came from single-parent home. So is for those guys to make it that far and being successful, including LeBron. LeBron said I was going to people's house, sleeping to different places when I was a young man. Now he's a, almost a billionaire. So that being said, it is not impossible for those kids to make. All they need is somebody to nurture them and their talent and support them. And we as black men, those of us who have money, I don't got money like that. But those of us who have multi-million dollars, you can build a youth center from scratch. Get some, some land and build, call an engineer, build a youth center, a clinic for the woman. So we got a, a supermarket that can provide job, buy land, open a farm, hire people. You got the money, and then you got the expertise to, to do that. You cannot wait on white people to do it for you. You got to do it yourself. We have to do it ourselves in our community, not the white people. 
it's a good thing to, to blame the white men for everything, but you got to take accountability. You have to be responsible for yourself, for your community. We preach this thug life to our children every day. You know it's detrimental to their health, to their mental health, their spiritual health, and to their physical health. It's detrimental. But we preach this thug life to them all the time. Now, some of us grew up in that lifestyle. I get it. I get all that. But it's not conducive for you to preach that to the young men. Now, these young men, they look up to those athletes. When you preach that, they're they going to listen to you. They're going to react. A lot of those young men, they don't think. They just, they just react. So you have to be mindful of that. You know, your words, you know, words of spirit, they, they have a lot of power behind them. And when you have a platform to inform people, you got to be careful. You have to choose your word wisely. Now, I know you're going to make me sick here and there. Granted, we know that. But to say that, you know, this man ain't shit, he's a bus, he's a scrub, you can't do that. Now, granted, he went after uh, Mark Bonds, somebody, you know, Becky with the good hair. We get all that. I know what he was alluding to. But the thing is, yeah, he get personal because he know a lot of stuff on those guys. He used to play with those guys. Steven um, Jackson, Mark Bonds, Kobe, all of those guys he played with. So he knows, he's seen a lot of things behind closed doors that we don't see. So we haven't seen Okay, at a young age, this guy be making six figures at a young age since he was like 17, 18 years old. So if to call him a bust, you, you, you're an idiot. How could he be a bust? This guy making six figures a year since he was like 17, 18 years old. Now he's 39. He didn't blow his money. He's not strung out on drugs. How could you call this man a bust? Now, granted, if he was out by his play, but the thing about playing in the NBA, there's injuries happen. There's playing time. All those things you got to factor in. How to, this, is how you do, this is how you judge a player by, you know, does he have injury? Yes, he have injury. Does, how much minutes does he play? Those things you got to factor in before you can start saying he's a bust. I'm like, if Michael Jordan, this is just my opinion. Not, nobody's, nobody put a battery on my back to say this. I'm just stating the, how I feel. But what I'm saying, if Michael Jordan had really nurtured Kwame Brown at 17, 18 years old, who knows? With Michael Jordan's expertise, this guy could have been a top 10, maybe a top 20 player. I say he could have been a top 10 player if he had been nurtured the right way. If he had been nurtured the right way under Michael Jordan's rule, under Michael Jordan's supervision, who knows? If they didn't try to trade for Elton Brennan, I didn't even know about Elton Brennan who tried to come to the Wizards. He just put me on some game. I was not aware of that. I was oblivious of that. But, you know, I'm not saying Elton Brand is not a good player. He was a good player, without a doubt. But Kwame Brown, I'm seeing the highlight. He was not a freaking scrub. You guys are delusional. You guys don't know nothing about basketball to call this guy a bust. This guy was injured. He had shoulder injury, you know, ankle injury, all type of injuries. And he was listening to the team doctor. You know, the team doctor, they only care about the team. They don't care about the players. Let's be clear on that. They're clear. It's not all of them. Let me be clear. They are an exception to the rules. It's not all the team who think like that, who behave like that. But most of them do. Those team doctors, the trainers, they care about the team. Bottom line, they don't care about the players. This is why I have to give kudos to LeBron. This is why LeBron gets a lot of credit when it comes to that. He have his own trainers. A lot of those players now, they hire their own personal trainers. They don't care about the team trainer. They don't care about the team doctor. They have their own personal doctor they go to to give them a second or third or fourth opinion about their injuries. 
Same thing with Kobe. Kobe had his own private doctor. His own, he had to go to Italy to get a second opinion, to do a surgery. So what I'm saying is that you guys are quick to critique and talk down to a man you barely know, you never cross his path, you don't live his life. And like you said, most of us would not, would not make it. The stuff that he went through, you know, your house being raided by the FBI, whatever it is, by, you know, police, your mom being locked down for 30 minutes, for three hours. No, why you sit down on the couch with handcuffing your hand as a young boy? That is traumatized. Ask any psychologist, that's a traumatized for a child to go through, to see his mother being locked, you know, on a handcuff on the floor, face down for hours. Meanwhile, they, they rent your house, they break everything in your house. Seeing your brother going to jail at a young age, seeing your father live your life at a young age, all those things are traumatized to a child. Regardless of their race, it's traumatized. So he overcome all that stuff to get where he is now. And then you're going to call this guy a bus? Dude, you got to look yourself in the mirror. This guy, is not, he's not a bus by the definition of the word. A bus would have been a guy that had opportunity, never maximized the opportunity. Then he never got it to the NBA. Then he's just selling drugs in, in the trap house. That would have been a bus. You have a lot of guys who are talented. And instead of them just maximizing their talent, they end, up, they end up just want to live the high life. They, they want to be a trap boy. They want to be a game breaker. That's a, that's a brother that didn't maximize his talent. He want to be a trap boy. He want to be a, gang, a, gang, a gangster. So those guys, yes, they, they, that's a bust because they had the talent, but they didn't maximize their talent. They just went, they went their own way. He could have go sell drugs. He could have go do other things, but he saw what happened to his brother. He learned from that. He see what happened to his father. He learned from that too. He saw what happened to his mother. He learned from that. He told me when he was a young guy, he was an old man in his 70s with no teeth. He was, he was still knocking on those women off because those women are single. They need that protection. They need that help, that financial help. So those were the, the, the man was knocking them off, but he was seven years old, no teeth, because he was a working man and he was a man of principle. So sometimes we have to get out of feelings as men. Let's, this is just for the men. I'm going to take the women out of this. A lot of you guys have female, female trait. Y'all wear your panties all day, every day. Whether you got money, whether you have a nice car, you wear a money suit, Gucci, whatever it is, Prada, that's your business. But we as black men, we need to respect one another. We need to support, uplift one another. Regardless of our financial status, regardless of our education level, we need that. It's not up to the white men to do that. It's up to us as a community to uplift one another, not the white men. The white men is to separate and conquer, divide and conquer. That's what they did. They divide us into groups and conquer us through religion. So that being said, Kwame Brown have every time. Now, you may not like his language. I get it. Those of us who are Christian, hello, hypocrites. But if you don't like his language, I get it. But the guy spoke his truth. 20 years you guys been picking, you know, picking on this guy for 20 years. He's a bust. He's died. Stephen A. Smith, I used to hurt him. And at that time, I didn't really know who Kwame Brown was until I watched the highlights. I thought, oh, that's a day he goes right there. I remember watching the game. I used to see him. But I didn't really invest in him like that, so I didn't know who he was. So when I heard Stephen A. Smith, I was like, who the hell is Kwame Brown? Let me go check him out. 
And the, I watched you say, that guy can ball. He's not a, he can ball. So the thing, the notion thing that he's a scrub, he's a bust, that's your opinion. But overall, if you look at the guy's life, he's not a bust by the long shot. He's not a bust or a scrub. He's a, he's a man, he stood in the square, he sported his, this man put his mother on a golf course. How many, how many of us who have done that? Myself, I haven't done that. I'm trying to get there, but I'm not there yet. So what I'm saying is he put his mother on the golf course at 17, 18 years old. How many one of us can say that except LeBron and um, maybe Kobe? So how many of us can say that? Not too many of us. And the money this guy have accumulated, I think they say he made about $65 million. $65 million. They said well, on Google, his network is about $8 million. That's what they say. Network on Google. Uh, like I said, network is what you worth. It's not what you have in your bank account. It's what you have altogether. That's your house, your investment. That's all that uh, all those things factor in become your net worth. It's not what you have in your bank account. According to Google, his net worth is about eight million. And by that, he's still doing good. After all, he left the NBA like seven years ago. But you have to understand there's a lot of guys who went broke. They 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 have bad investment. They they they, they, they spend so much money on women and they were strung out on drugs. So a lot of those NBA players after their career, they they most of them went broke. And I'm not here to degrade anybody, to you know, make anybody feel lesser than. That's not what I do this podcast. I'm not here to degrade any black man, whether I agree with you or disagree with you, whether you're educated, not educated, whether you're rich or poor, in between. That's not what I'm about. I don't operate on a low vibration like that. A lot of you guys, you know, you got penises, but you wear panties all, all day long. You always gossiping. Stop gossiping, man. All you gossiping about another man's, you know, pocket and who's he sleeping with. That's none of your concern. That's none of your business. As long as he's taking care of his family, he's providing for his wife and his children, he's good. Even though he wasn't doing that, that's still none of your business. This is what Kwame said. Kwame said, we got bigger fish to fry. You know, these kids that they're reading at the eighth grade level, you know what I mean? They are the future of this country. They are the future of our community. They are reading at an eighth grade level, below eighth grade level. That should be alarming to you guys. But you more concerned on talking about the other man being a bus. But you go to those communities, the same community you came from, those boys are reading at an eighth grade level. Eighth grade level. They're reading at an eighth grade level. And most of them are high school students, which is really sad. Then you got the money. You can go buy a youth center, build a youth center, open, you know, teach those young boys how to be businessmen, how to be carpenter, how to be mechanic, how to be farmers. Teach those men skills that can carry them into their lifestyle. You know, nobody, not everybody going to make it to the NBA. Not everybody going to be a superstar or a singer star or rap star. But give them the fundamentals, like, you know, teach them skills. Farming, mechanic, carpentry, you know, electric, you know, electronics, you know, how to be an electric, a brick mason. Those are trade that we can teach our young men. Not everybody is suitable to go to college. Not everybody want to go to college. Teach them how to be investment in real estate. But you know, stop selling the black by the block. So those are things. We those are the tangible we need to teach our young men instead of just. You know, you know, bring him down. The, the, the media is already doing that. You know, th- they're already calling us thugs and thief. That's why the, the white man is the greatest thief of all time, but they always preach, we are the thief. We are the fucking thug. The thug is the white man. 
I'm not saying all white people are like that, but I'm just saying we're going by the law of average. Especially the aristocrat class. They're the biggest thug of, of all time. They're the one that bring the drugs here in this country. They're the one that bring all this crime here. And then they try to put it on us. Same thing with the coronavirus shenanigans. So what I'm saying is that Kwame Brown stood on his square and spoke his truth. Whether you like it or not, that's irrelevant. Whether you like his truth, how he come out, his delivery, that's irrelevant. That's for the birds. But this man stood on his square and said, listen, you're not going to be this. I'm going to give you some of my mama's seasoning. Shout out to his mama's seasoning. I'm going to give you some of my mama's seasoning. Look at those hands. Those hands this guy's a working man. He's doing hard labor. He's doing farming. He, he got a farm. He's, he's working. He's in the field. He's not sitting out, you know, you know, just piling his nail, you know, talking bullshit. He's really working. My, my, yo, this guy is, 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 is 100%. Now, I don't know all his life story, but I have to speak on, on Kwame Brown, the saga, the saga continue, Kwame Brown. So what I'm saying is this guy going to expose, there's going to be more players. I got uh, shout out to the casino too. Casino know a lot of stuff about those NBA players, about those sportscasters. They make a living on degrading black men. They, let's be clear on that. Stephen A. Smith is number one on my list. This man, have a make, he had made millions on degrading black men. Okay? It's nothing personal to us. I'm not trying to kill the man. I'm not trying to pull up on the man. That's not what I'm preaching on this podcast. But if you look at his timeline, he was going out against Allen Iverson. He went after a lot of players, degrading them, disgracing their character. But you don't know the man. You don't know what he's been through as a child. You know, those are the things you have to think about. Those white boys, they, go, they don't go through a lot of stuff. But when they do some dumb shit, you don't, create, uh, you don't use the same energy towards those white boys when they fuck up, when they smoke weed, when they beat their wife. You don't go hard on them like that. You don't do that, Stephen A. Smith. You do not do that, but you go hard on the brother who messed up. Nobody is perfect. We know that. Nobody is perfect. We all have skeleton in our closet, including myself. We all have skeleton in our closet. That's the Bible say, a man without a sin should cast the first stone. That's the woman that was being a prostitute, Mary Magdalene. So when they was about to stone her, Christ said, "Okay, if you if you if you have if you don't have no sin." You cast the first stone. Everybody dropped their stone because everybody have sin. So nobody's perfect. The notion to call this Kwame Brown brother from South Carolina, now he live in Brunswick, Georgia, a bus. This man is not a bus. He's a father man. He's a family man. He take care of business. He didn't squander his money. He's not sprung out on drugs. He don't waste his money on women. So the guy is smart. What are you? He's a smart guy. You can see about his, his how he come out. You know, he dropped a lot of wisdom. He said all this energy can be fostered into building those kids, building those community. The same kids, those kids, they look up to you guys like gods. So when you say go do something, they will do it. They will pull up with their gun and shoot somebody else on some dumb shit. Because they idolize you guys. So you have to be mindful. Your words are powerful. Those children are listening to you. So let's come together as men and uplift one another. Show love to one another. Don't bring down, I don't care your background, I don't care if you've been in a jail, if you was in the trap house, I don't care. If you change your life around, you're not doing trapping anymore, you're not game banging anymore, I always salute you. 
Salute. Salute you, soldier. But this is what we need to do is to uplift one another and stop degrading one another. Because he won't get us anywhere, anywhere fast. Like Denzel said, I'm going to quote Denzel. Where was his father? Where was his mother? Everything start in the home. You're quick to blame the white guy. Oh, white men did this. White. Yes, we granted. We know that. We got the memo. We got the receipt. The country's racist. We know that. But it start in the house. You can't put that on the white man all the time. We have to be accountable and responsible for our own shit. Black life matter? No, it matters to you when it's convenient. When you go out there and sleep with another man's wife, is that cool? No, that's not cool. When you go out there and rob another man who look like you, it's not the white man that's doing it. It's you that's doing it. It's us killing each other. Yes, the media promote that stuff with gangster rap, all that shit, thug life. They promote this narrative. Most of us are not thug. Let's be clear on that. Most of us are not thug. We don't, we don't believe in the thug life. But that's what the media is promoting. So once again, shout out to Kwame Brown. Stay in your square, brother. Shout out to South Carolina. Shout out to Brunswick, Georgia. I'll see you once, one day. Holla at me. I'm on Instagram, coppercolored underscore American. I'm on Twitter, John Rosenberg at Twitter. I'm on Facebook, uh, John Rosenberg. Once again, check me on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, John Rosenberg. I'm all over all those platforms. Check out the podcast, support the podcast. One love, take care.